0: Hi, thanks for tuning in to the We Believe podcast, a discussion program where we seek to strike a balance between biblical truth and daily living. I'm your host, Captain Mike Harper, Corps Officer at the Salvation Army here in Portland, Maine. Joining in today's discussion is Major Carl Carville. Please bear in mind that the statements, views, comments, and opinions expressed on this program don't necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. Salt's bad for us, right? I mean, everything science tells us is salt's not good. At the same time, the passage we're going to look at today in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, we've got Jesus telling us that salt is good. Not only is it good, it's necessary. And he commands us to be salt in this low-sodium world. So uh, stick around and let's pass the salt All right, Major. Good morning. How are you doing today?
1: Good morning, Mike. It's a beautiful day in uh, in Portland and uh, uh, just celebrating the crisp, cool Yankee weather.
0: Yeah, there was definitely frost on the pumpkin the past few days. And uh, we need the heat in the morning and the A.C. by the afternoon. So, uh, well, that's good. I'm glad you're here today. You know, we're... We're going to find out if we're really worth our salt this morning because <laughs> we're going to talk about salt. And um we we'll be looking at uh among uh, other places we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 5 um looking at the verses 13 to 16 where Jesus talks about being the salt uh the salt of the earth and um you know, my doctor tells me that uh, a low-sodium diet is good for my health, but I don't think low sodium is good for our spiritual health. What do you think about that?
1: Listen, I, I need my Montreal si- uh, seasoning on my steak, Mike, uh, and hopefully my cardiologist isn't tuning into this this morning. So, but that was a different place and a different time, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no, Mrs. Dash, when it comes to the spiritual life, we need we need sodium. Uh, salt is so important. Uh, as a matter of fact, that um, back in ancient Rome, uh, we you know, the roots of our word salary, you know, your which your paycheck is, comes from the word salt. You know, people were paid in blocks of salt sometimes, and so, uh, salt is a very precious commodity and um it uh it's used as a preservative it's used to sustain life i mean you can't have zero salt in your body or you'll die it uh has a lot to do with your electrolytes and all of that so salt is very important so as much as our society and culture tries to back away as much as they can from salt we need it in the spiritual life so um Let's go ahead and read this passage here, Major, and then let's talk about it. Because uh, Jesus is about to give us a a command, so to speak, that um, we're to be salt. And uh, we're living in the middle of a time and a day where our society doesn't seem to really want the salt of the church anymore. And so we have to find ways, you know, like Jesus says, if your salt loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? So let's read this. Here we go. Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. He goes on to say, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So how can we be salty or be made salty again as the church major in a day when our society doesn't really uh, think the church has has any relevance. What do you think about that?
1: Well, um, I'm glad you picked only these three verses because Mm. they are so packed. Uh, I have to say preliminarily, Matthew 5 to 7 uh, is is a good model. When people ask you about, and and I often do that when I'm speaking with corps officers, mm-hmm. ask them what their vision is. Yeah. Well, if you want to know who Jesus is and what he's about, what his program is and what his vision is, five to seven do it. Yeah. But here, uh, he he starts with is sort of a, like like Paul. He's very deductive. He says, "You are," uh, and then he says why at the at the very end of this small passage Um, I I I think that we are are salt because we are there is a a warning and the old-fashioned word is admonition yeah not to not to lose your sense of mission and calling our own philo- our own theology in the Salvation Army talks about backsliding and the ability to be restored uh, but it is it is very very difficult uh, to be restored if you've completely lost your s- saltiness mm. so that's a that's a real loaded question how can you uh, recover your salt if you if you've lost that ability as uh, as uh, Jemison Fawcett, my friends on the shelf, say, uh, to preserve our world from and church from corruption, to seize its insipidity, to freshen and sweeten it. it uh, if we've lost that sense, uh, it's very difficult to get it back. But I want to presuppose that, that we have never lost our salt. Uh, mm-hmm. We've just uh, f- faced uh, incredible challenges by the evil one. Now, that's a rather evasive answer, but I I think that as long as the church continues, uh, there will always be a remnant to
0: keep it salty. Yeah, amen to that. I think also whether the world wants to hear the salt or not, we still have a responsibility to present God's truth. However, we have to sometimes... Um, tailor the message, not change the message, but package the message in a way that every successive generation is able to receive it. But um, we still have that responsibility to not back away from uh, giving the world thus says the Lord. And uh, that's really important. Um, I think of uh, Ezekiel chapter 2 where the injunction was given. Um, God says to Ezekiel in chapter 2, verse 3, He said, Son of man, I'm sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have been in revolt against me to this very day. To The, uh, the people to whom I'm sending you are obstinate and stubborn. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or fail to listen they are a rebellious house they will know that a prophet has been among them and so and uh, in Jeremiah was given the same instructions you know whether they listen to you or not your responsibility is to share thus says the Lord and um, so we're not released from our obligation to keep reaching out to the world and sharing God's truth whether they receive it or not but that doesn't mean we can just let her rip and, you know, do it offensively or whatever. We still have to try our best in love and in compassion to be that salt in the world. Uh, but we can't, we we don't have a choice to back off from it. We still have to, we still have to give out God, you know, whether the people want him or not. And I guess since I'm seeing this in an unprecedented at an unprecedented level in our society right now, this kind of anti-God feeling in our society—it's—it's it's really kind of throwing me because I've never seen it at this level in my lifetime. So it's—it's it's kind of throwing me, and I'm struggling with it a little bit. And so, when I came across this passage in in Matthew, you're—you are the salt of the earth. Yeah, it was a good reminder, and thanks for bringing that up. This is what you are. It's not really a you don't have a choice about what you are. It's it's your DNA. A- and uh God reminds us that salt is precious. It's not um, it's not subjective. It's it's an salt on its own is a very objective thing. It is what it is. It's it's good, it's a preservative, it sustains life. Uh it's precious in that it used to be people's paychecks, you know, and so if we are to be salt uh, we have to find a way in the day that we 're living in right now to still give out god hold out God to people and uh i i'm asking how do how do we do that in a relevant way
1: Well, a couple of things occur as as you 're sharing here first of all, besides uh salt's uh, making a, a great steak even greater. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes if you put salt in the wound, it stings, but brings healing. Uh, and, and so it doesn't always feel good. Never, nevertheless, if salt is called for, that's, that's what you need. There's all sorts of medicinal salts that uh, mm. are prescribed these days. It may not feel good, uh, but I'm not sure it's always necessary for it it to to feel good. This passage, the three verses, uh, is, is sort of an interesting, one of the things it called up in me is it was it's reminiscence of the great I Am's of John. Hmm. Uh, but it's a turn of events. <laughs> Instead of Jesus being the light of the world, the salt of the earth, bread of life, he's telling his people in the middle of, of his vision, if you will, that uh, you are salt, you are light. The only little bit of sales he puts on it, uh, again, uh, Jamison Fawcett says... Uh, How it may be asked, are Christians to do this office for their fellow men, if their righteousness only exasperates them and Mm. makes them recoil, and and results in every form of persecution upon them, the the salt people? The answer is, this is but the first and partial effect of their Christianity on the world. Though a, a great proportion will dislike and reject the truth, a small but noble band. Would receive and hold it fast, and in a struggle that would ensue, one and another of opposing party would come over to his Jesus ranks, and at length the gospel would carry all before it. Jesus never said that that salvation would be universal; he only mm. said that it's universally offered, and that many would be saved. Mm. And and so, uh, good point. The, we we are to be. Salt, which means you got to think about it, and ruminate over it, right. uh, and and uh, open your <laughs> your heart, as it were, to what the Holy Spirit would say to you about it, and then you be it, mm. uh, and 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 that's uh, going to be different strokes for different folks. Salt is salt, right. uh, but but God gives us with unique. Uh, strengths and abilities <laughs> and weaknesses mm-hmm. and so this sort of uh, visual uh, risk taking is what's yeah. called for uh, and trust the Lord for the rest no, you uh, I think of the, the 38 years nearly of uh, officership mm-hmm. uh can't remember how many times uh, we would go door to door invite somebody to church on Sunday I'll be there Sunday morning lieutenant, captain, major <laughs> I uh, never saw them again mm. but but a select few got it right? and, and the, the miraculous change in lives was worth all the other stuff as it were that gets wrapped up in this business of uh, Salvation Army Ministry.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and thanks for making that point. Um, I, I get so caught up in thinking about, uh, almost overwhelmed in, in, at the thought of trying to bring Christ to the masses. And, and that's an excellent point. Salvation is universally offered, but it's, it's, it's only it's not going to be efficacious universally Uh, not everyone will accept it or want it and um, right now with uh, the election looming ahead in two and a half weeks and um, all of the uh, the protests still going on uh, the the coronavirus is still wreaking havoc and threatening to resurge and is resurging in different areas um having to wear masks everywhere and there's just so much and there seems to be so much um of our country that is uh had it up to here up to the brim with with the way things have been and what's included in the way things have been god and christianity and religion seems to be lumped into there and so there seems to be and even more uh an even greater assault on our faith than there ever has been and the, and the thing that's different is is there's always been it seem it seems to me in our history um you know dissent would reach a certain level and then everyone just agrees to disagree, but now there seems to be an intolerance for um disagreement to the point where we no longer we, we not only disagree with you, we want you eliminated and canceled out. And that's never that's I've never seen that before here in our country. And and so uh as we attempt to live as as ministers of the gospel that also uh at the same time we're ministers and, and run churches we're you know trying to operate a 21st century social service agency to the hurting people in our society as we're trying to do that in a way that is godly and and is a witness to our faith uh i feel like our society in great measure ain't buying it anymore <laughs> and and that's that's very frightening and all kind of demoralizing to me and so when I read this injunction by Jesus or a reminder, look, hey, you are salt. And uh, it's, you know, how do you make salt salty again if it's, no, if it's lost that, that quality? Uh, we need to find new ways. Uh, the church will never lose its relevance, but to remain culturally relevant not that we dumb down the gospel message or we uh give up uh theological ground in order to uh or or uh or, or shave shave silver off the coin in order to get it to fit into what people want. Uh that would be wrong. But we've gotta find ways to to present it in its entirety in ways that it can be palatable and received and um it's just difficult i i i'm also reminded in habakkuk when uh when when at the end of uh chapter 3 in the book of habakkuk where he says uh starting at verse 16 i heard and my heart pounded my lips quivered at the sound decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity. Uh, He he saw the destruction coming. Um, The days of old seemed to be gone. The glory of the Lord had departed from the temple. And he says, Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on the heights. That's just such an encouragement to me. It helps me step away from all of the distraction that's going on in our nation right now. And remember that first and foremost, my faith and everything depends on my personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Everything else comes after that. So uh, that's the primary relationship I need to be maintaining right now maybe uh maybe um maybe uh getting out there in the game and trying to figure out what's my next play this or that maybe it's time for a huddle with the lord you know and uh let him work on my own heart and then strategy uh how i should walk toward this world now will will kind of come out of that uh, do you get what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. I you you kind of are are clueing into what Habakkuk said, and and I guess my paraphrase would be he's setting a culture. You, you talked about all those descriptive phrases about I will do this and 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 cultivating his relationship with the Lord. And and that gets to this whole business of of being light. Over in the over in Luke chapter eleven, the thirty third verse. Uh, it talks about this business of of culture setting,
0: mm-hmm. and by
1: the way, just as an aside, I would say that as we set the culture, uh, the mechanisms for for translating that into today's milieu will come uh, uh, eerily naturally. (laughs) But listen to what Jesus said. No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand to those that uh, those who enter may see the light. Remember, they lived in these all but cave dwellings and uh, Hmm. uh, they didn't have a lot of extra uh, a lot of extra money for for LED lamps everywhere you put you put a candle on put it in the middle of the room so it could offer the most illum- illumination verse 34 says your eye is the lamp of your body when your eye is healthy your whole body is healthy is full of life but when it's bad your body is full of darkness therefore be careful lest the light in you be darkness if then your whole body is full of light having no no part dark; it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp, with with its rays, gives you light. And go back to to Matthew. Said, "You are the light of the world." Mm. It occurs to me uh, that Jesus is calling up an ancient archetype for for the Jews, something they would understand. Mm. It. Uh, I read just this morning that the, the Shema, yeah. which is the first and greatest commandment, but a literal translation of that can be light. Hmm. And as Jesus is is giving out um, uh, his his so-called Sermon on the Mount, Matthew's five to seven, uh, almost at the beginning, he says, "You are this generation's Shema." And and that's the point that he, he's getting to. Uh, we we aren't called to to change everything. We're not called to to uh, be a political pawn.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and you know I have to say. I, I long for a, a fresh iteration of of Billy Graham, who who could mm. m- who could minister to multiple presidents of various stripes, and still maintain his lightness, yeah. if you will. Um, we 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 are poorer for that in this generation, mm. uh, although there are many little lights around, but we seem the church seems to have. Allowed itself to become political ponds uh, on on all sides of the current conflagration.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not a it's not an election process this year. It's a it's a literal conflagration. Mm-hmm. And Jesus calls us each uh, to in response to that saving grace that operates within us. He calls us to be this the, the Shema for this generation, Mm. the light of the world. People need to see, uh, we we need, the word transparent is, is way overused, but this generation, looks for authenticity just as we did back in the 60s where yeah. we used to talk about the man and, and <laughs> pigs and burning draft cards and that we were searching for meaning and a and a shema in that generation mm. and it's it it's really very much the same today uh in 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 a freshened context and a and a, and a changing milieu but the the principle and the need is still the same we need to be the Shema for this generation. People need to be able to look at us uh, as the salvation army, uh, mm-hmm. th- that organization, with this uh, that that does things to help people. But uh, what's really incredible is they have no agenda except their their religion. Not sure I can agree with that, but they don't want anything from me. They they want me to listen. To their idea of their God and who he is to them but they really aren't looking for anything except Mm -hmm. to help and to meet needs where they find it That's, uh, that's being light Shema for this generation
0: yeah well said well said so maybe what we need for this generation right now maybe the best thing we can lead with is love and compassion I mean uh, that's got to be the packaging because uh, people are no longer responding the present generation no longer responds to thus saith the Lord because that requires a context but we've got a whole new generation of people that don't have that context anymore of thus saith the Lord they don't just accept that authority Uh, maybe because in some ways the church has mismanaged some of that in the past and uh, it's no longer considered authentic. Um, So what we have to package it all in today is love and that's active love and so through acts of service compassion in in our culture that wins us the right to then share the light of thus says the lord um two people um again i i'm struggling myself so that's that's why i'm i'm hoping we can get to somewhere in this discussion is uh because we live in a day that i don't recognize anymore i i really don't and it's uh it's very difficult and um to the point where I can't even speak intelligently about it. I just keep going around in circles. I don't get this. I don't understand. You know. Um, but I was reminded this morning as we, you know, we went out with our coffee ministry onto the street and um, the homeless shelters right out behind our building, and uh, just something as simple and practical as handing out hot coffee to people that don't have any other way to get it. Um, their, their their level of appreciation uh for us being there was just such a great reminder that uh acts of love and compassion still speak very loudly to others especially those who are on on the uh the outer edges and fringes of uh, of our society who don't often get that You know they don't often get that love and compassionate response from from the public Uh, as a matter of fact a lot of people just tend to turn away uh, or look at them as if they're invisible and um, so you're right we 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 can't save the entire world and it was never on our shoulders as individual ministers to save the entire world Um, Although it feels that the weight of the world is on my shoulders, um, it's not my responsibility to carry that. And so uh, that's God's. His shoulders are broad enough. And so I I feel that our nation has entered into judgment from God. I'm not going to go off on that too much. Maybe that's a whole other episode. I don't like to be doom and gloom. But after having spent the last year in reading the Book of Isaiah, the Book of Jeremiah, and now Ezekiel, um, that's that's some heavy stuff. And um, God has indeed judged nations in the past when they've completely given over to in, infidelity to Him and uh, tried to live as though He didn't exist or created uh, such idolatrous behavior that he can't stand it anymore and he intervenes. And I wonder if our nation, which is barely 250, 270 years old, which is not old, it's still an an infant compared to world economies. Um I wonder if we're entering into a time of judgment where, like Habakkuk, all I can do now is sit back and wait for the day of calamity to come and uh, trust in the Lord Uh, it's gonna get a lot darker before it gets any brighter it seems at least the 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 trajectory of where we're headed right now as a nation Um, who knows what's going to happen in a few weeks when the election takes place if it goes a particular way or not um, the level of discord in our country, I, I would find it hard to believe that whatever side doesn't get what they want would not resort to extreme measures to show their um, their um, distaste for what has happened. And so there are hard times, but if as an individual we work on reclaiming our saltiness, and appealing to the light of God in our own personal relationship with Him. Habakkuk says that God can give us the feet of deer on the high mountains. And if you've ever seen any kind of a nature show uh, or any kind of a Discovery Channel show of wildlife, when you see the rams and the deer on the high elevations, the way they spring from amongst the dangerous rocks uh where anyone else would either become very injured or lose their life, they just skip across and they with no danger and so maybe the best way to navigate um, through these what I would call perilous societal times is to really really work on my relationship with God.
1: Verse 16 tells you how to navigate the current situation. Let your light shine before others. Uh, That's only the first part. Why? So that they may see your good works. But it's leading to to give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Yes, these are, are turbulent times, and the nation may or may not survive mm-hmm. them. Uh, you know, we 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 like to think of ourselves as as some sort of special and protected nation mm-hmm. uh, in, in America, but but nobody <laughs> nobody in authority ever said that. Yeah. So our responsibility is. I go back that uh, to that again to to be the the shema. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that Jesus, who knew how his life was going to his beginning, his middle, and his own end, but he's already pre- delegating his mission here er, fairly early on in his ministry in a very precarious way. Yeah. When you really analyze the inner 12, and then the other 120 who followed him, Mm -hmm. Uh, and you think ahead to uh, when Jesus was arrested in the garden, everybody took off, uh, and one guy even left his trousers behind. Mm. So so, uh, you know that there's a certain sense in which many things will not end well. Yeah. Yeah. But God is is supreme. Mm-hmm. He's is uh, uh, un- incredibly patient, giving us every chance that we can have. Yeah. And so, at the end of the day, what will be will be. Will the church uh, suffer in in the in the judgment to come? Of course, it will. Well, I suffer in in uh, the judgment to come. If I'm here, mm-hmm. of course I will. But on the on the other side of that we we have the Holy Spirit sent to us as the guarantor of our salvation yeah. and he's the one who empowers not enables but empowers us to to be this impossible thing this mm. Shema this light for our generation yeah. and uh, so I think that's what we have to hold on to because by being, uh, and by cultivating relationships, whether it's with the, the, the Joe ministry in the street, yeah. or understanding that, uh, that our janitors, if you're happen to be in a corps officer in the army, they, they need Jesus. And there's a ministry with, with your staff mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, with the people on your, your board and, uh, everywhere where you are so visible because of this uniform mm-hmm. uh, there there is the thought that you are different, not just peculiar yeah. but, but different from the, the trends that seem to be overwhelming our society
0: mm.
1: and, and just being who we are as Christ followers gives hope to our generation and isn't that enough I think it has to be enough yeah. The power is from from our triune God yeah uh, for us, we simply need to to be, and that's tough enough challenge mm. uh, and and at the end of the day, we may or may not look back and see success right but uh in in the end uh eternity knows, and in God's economy. Uh, we are victors more than conquerors, yes, uh, even overcomers. And because of who we have been in, in uh, this walk, this because we have been Shema, many will be in, in glory and part of the family. Mm. The sadness is that many will reject the, the Christ that we serve and be lost. Yeah. But uh, we cannot c- control that. Right. and that's that's hard news for for us uh, because in the salvation army we officers in particular tend to be fix it people right uh but that's at the end of the day not really our job our job is is to be light uh, mm-hmm. but but light on not on a candlestick <laughs> but light uh, on shoe leather yeah
0: yeah i think that every shade of ugly and dark our society might continue to turn the need for salt and light is going to be that much greater and um it's going to take a holy courage uh, to be there to provide that because um as things are going right now in, in our in our country i think that there are a lot of people that are kind of displaced by it. That are are searching, like perhaps never before, and um, so we do have, we do have great opportunities to be a witness and to be that salt and light in our culture, um, and uh, you know I, I'm feeling I'm feeling strengthened and encouraged as we've talked about this because I came into this conversation thinking. Oh, everything's going down the drain and nothing's like it was and the country's just getting worse and worse and I don't know how to be salt and light anymore in this. But, but the opportunity to be salt and light, which is, as a minister, the, the, uh, a dream come true. It's a, it's a dream scenario that might be coming and it, and it, might, be, it might be the moment of our generation. Uh, to be that salt and light. It
1: occurs to me, Mike, and, and you're a far more thorough student of church history than I am, but it occurs to me that revival doesn't happen in the best of times. <laughs> uh, revival breaks out in the worst of times. And not that you wish or want, because we would love for things to be going smoothly and and people to be so attracted to the the message of the gospel, because of all the good things that are swirling around. Uh, but the, the gospel is 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 a place of of healing and wholeness, and for people to to embrace the gospel, they have to uh, also own their utter destitution, their, as the old writer said, their their own personal total depravity and need of a savior. And so perhaps uh, uh, this is a time uh, where we can be visible lights, as the core building this morning literally sits on a hill, uh, that attracts people in an hour of their darkest need to that source of, of, Wholeness and healing that can only come through the grace of God.
0: Amen. Amen. And uh, yeah, you hit it right on the head. I know that when everything's going well, and I've got no struggles, and I'm kind of uh, fat, dumb, and happy, uh, and I'm not in need, I find that I don't do much searching because I feel like I've I've got everything covered. But uh, yeah, revival is a symptom of societal breakdown at some level. And so uh let's uh let's go ahead and close with that and um just want to encourage all of you out there to find ways seek the face of the Lord as to how you can be salt and light in the middle of a society that is probably in its deepest need of a savior than, than ever has been in, in our lifetime. Um, salt and light. I right, God bless you. And uh, Major, anything final to say?
1: Just the encouragement that comes from Jesus himself. Uh, he may be the light of the world, but uh, he, he calls us uh, as his surrogate, if you will, to be the light in our generation. Be the Shema.
0: Be the Shema, and don't forget to be a decent human being. God bless you. Well, friends, thanks for listening in on today's discussion entitled Pass the Salt. Hope you're blessed by it, netified, and, and encouraged. To continue being salt and light in this world where the darkness appears to be increasing. God bless you and until next time, we believe.